as far as I'm concerned, what makes Dragos multiplayer cartel really, really pretty is is that seafront promenade, very beautifully laid, very beautifully laid, very wide, with complete green belt that runs for miles and miles and miles parallel to the sea. On the one hand, you've got the beautiful Princess Island views, and on the other hand, you have the city, this multiplayer Jakarta region, kind of lined up against the seafront, um, providing this beautiful backdrop, um, the scenic um, route, so to say. I call it the scenic route because when I when I'm driving from central Istanbul to say Bursa and beyond, yes, um, there are, you have two possibilities, right? You can take the motorway, or you could take the slightly slower yet the scenic route, which is the seafront route. Right. I always take the scenic route, despite the fact that there might be traffic there at yes. times because to drive along that promenade which it's it's a 20 30 minute drive it's a long drive to drive along that promenade is really breathtaking Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Area Talk. In this one, we're here at our Istanbul office with Cameron Diggin. And today we'll be in covering... Fact, in fact, right at the same spot. Right at the same spot, exactly. In this episode, Cameron... Will we, be we, we didn't even swap seats. No, I just took off my glasses. You did, didn't you? Yeah. That's the only difference, isn't it? My, my hair sucks these days, so... You, you're having a bad hair there. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I'm. I'm really not confident. You, you're a but, little um, bit in between whether you want to keep it short. Yes. Or grow it in a bit of a trendy style. And I gain weight too. So, so, so I'm like throughout this video, I'll probably be touching on my hair. Yeah, stop but, touching. But, but anyway, hair. people are not here to know about my to, hair. To comment on Aladdin's hair. Exactly. Style, They're which is, here. Which is the cut in the middle syndrome. I don't know what that means. All right. We're going to be talking about cuts in the middle in this episode, really. Off ya. Yeah, all right, go on. People are here uh -huh. to get to know about Istanbul That's right. more. And in this type of talks, we talk about areas. Okay. In today's area, I actually have a bun bundle. Uh, oh. Not just one area. So you bundled a, a few areas. I, I bundled a few areas. Phew, you're cutting because, corners because, there. Because Aladdin. for us, these names would make sense. But for foreigners, it's just, okay, let me... The broader the concept... The easy for them to understand. Ah, yeah. okay. So All in right, this well, episode, we'll be talking about Kartal, Maltepe, and Dragos areas. Okay. Kartal, Maltepe, and Dragos. Cameron, let's talk about the location. Okay. First, Kartal, Maltepe, these areas. Where are these areas are located and how would you categorize them? Are they central locations? Would you call them central Istanbul or would you call them outskirts? Well, it is a bit like your hair. I think they're stuck in the middle, but in a good way. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a good way. So these areas sort of multiple, if, I, if I'm visualizing them with their proximity to central Istanbul, then outgoing you have Maltepe, then you have Dragos, and then you have Kartal, right? right. Am I right? Dragos Maltepe. is an area Dragos is a Kartal. district of it's a, Kartal. It's, district, it's right. not a district on its own. 
it's not a municipality on its own, whereas Maltepe and Kartal, they have their own municipalities, administrative municipalities. And Dragos is quite an elite. It's almost like a hill. Look quite, at the name, though. Quite a, Dragos. Dragos. Right. It's like dragon, you right. know? Quite an elite neighborhood of Kartal, where we have larger homes, villas, overlooking Princess Islands, etc. It's quite stylish, really. Right. So when you look at these areas bundled together, they're not central Istanbul. If we were to take Kadıköy as central Istanbul, and certainly it is on the Asian side, but they are the areas that come straight after Kadıköy as right. you go out. Right. So they're kind of not central Istanbul, but not in the middle of nowhere either. So they're very accessible, yet... They have lower build density compared to central Istanbul, which means, again, um, talking about the green thing, which we're really hot on these days. So there, there, there are more green areas, um, lower build density in terms of concrete. Um, and more importantly, in my opinion, they've got this promenade, hmm. the seafront promenade, which... As far as I'm concerned, what makes Dragos Maltepe Kartal really, really pretty is, is that seafront promenade, very beautifully laid, very beautifully laid, very wide, with complete green belts that runs for miles and miles and miles parallel to the sea. On the one hand, you've got the beautiful Princess Island views, and on the other hand, you have the city, this multiple to cartel region, kind of lined up against the seafront, um, providing this beautiful backdrop, um, the scenic um, route, so to say. I call it the scenic route because when I when I'm driving from central Istanbul to say Bursa and beyond, yes, um, there are, you have two possibilities, right? You can take the motorway, or you could take the slightly slower yet the scenic route which is the seafront route. Right. I always take the scenic route, despite the fact that there might be traffic there at yes. times. Because to drive along that promenade, which it's, it's a 20, 30 minute drive. It's a long drive. To drive along that promenade is really breathtaking. It's, it's a gorgeous place. I mean, one yeah. side you have the Princess Islands, the, the 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 sea of marmara it's yeah. it's an alternative to bosphorus did, did you know that it is an alternative yes. to bosphorus so you you get the same sensation of oneness with water right and there are quite a few places in turkey that you can get that sensation and it is a beautiful some sensation but most of those places are along the south coast the right. aegean and mediterranean coasts of turkey so to find this kind of what i could only term as luxury yes in a massive city such as Istanbul, is definitely most welcome. It's it's, it's a, a pretty, most welcoming sensation, let's say. Correct. It's it's a pretty you interesting know? thing because w once you have see pe people are betting on. I mean, CV, right? We keep on saying yeah. CV. Th this property has a has a full CV, panoramic CV. Okay, uh, CV is only CV during the day. Yes. At night. It gets completely dark. Oh, the, the view from Dragos, Maltepe and Kartal, particularly Dragos and Kartal, particularly Dragos and Kartal, certain sections of Kartal and most parts of Dragos, the view is really breathtaking. During the day, you've got 
you know, your traditional sea view with the islands scattered. But in the evening, the islands are all inhabited. Yes. So as the islands are illuminated, just like, you know, just like a New Year's tree, let's yeah. call it a Christmas tree, um, what you are looking toward is absolutely breathtaking. So it isn't dark. Most sea views in the evenings are dark. Right. This isn't dark because you've got life in front of yes. you that curls in front of you in the shape kind of, of mimics the beautiful islands. Yeah. It yeah. mimics the Bosphorus. So it's really nice. So to kind of come back to the location of Maltepe Dragos Kartal, not quite central yet very easy to access there's the marmarai train station Correct, yeah. which kind of starts in kartal well it stops in kartal i think it starts further beyond but yes. it kind of it has a few stops in kartal area and then it kind of drops underneath the bosphorus and then it comes up on the european side from kartal if you take the marmarai you'll be in central istanbul on the european side in 20 minutes so that's very very accessible that's very a, that's, accessible that's, that's, that's a pretty great thing that's actually. that's pretty quick so you, you're looking at again again and i think this is a theme that um you will hear us talking about more and more in coming months yes. the best of both worlds theme so right. not quite central central istanbul yet not a million miles away easily accessible but gives you that extra green and space and sense of space that correct th that most people are after these days now if i were in your shoes i would immediately put me in one corner and i would say cameron you keep talking about affordable luxury central istanbul affordable luxury central istanbul and from there you seem to be jumping quite a few kilometers away to an area which is not central so make up your mind do you invest in central istanbul or do you invest in zone two let's term this area as zone two so if i were you i would ask that question i don't want to ask you that question why not i would rather want to do a straight talk uh called does one side fit all in istanbul Ooh. because Ooh. you've been asking this question a lot of people in in the comment section down below they're asking these questions as well just because we talk about a certain particular He's type of an investment yeah okay okay <laughs> say city center affordable luxury yes that's one segment of investment it does not necessarily mean that this is the only way you can invest your money you can in, in, make a viable investment right, in Istanbul. right there are other ways exactly and and Sometimes we, we, we talk about certain areas uh, from, the, from the investment perspective. We say, look, th these types of areas, they're not going to make sense. And, and, and then people believe that we're, we have something against those areas. But no, no those no, areas no, no. might make no, sense no, no, on no. some other you see, uh, we, areas as we, well. We, we, <laughs> both me and Alatin, we like to emphasize and overemphasize <laughs> what we think is good. Okay, yes. so low entry level affordable luxury central istanbul massive tick yet it isn't the only place you can make a viable investment particularly if you are looking for more space if you are looking for a family home so if it isn't just purely money 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 oriented decision but you're also looking at a lifestyle maybe spending some time in turkey or maybe with some future plans 
of moving to Turkey and or renting out to families. Right. Which which there's always a lot to be said about renting your property out to families. Statistically speaking, statistically speaking, families will look after your property a lot better than young people <laughs> right. who tend to party a lot in the city center. Right. So families you know is 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 a good rental target. Yeah. Um, and, and not not everybody not everyone wants to invest in well I'm sorry to say that um one bedroom apartments in yeah. shitty yet central neighborhoods. Because that's what affordable luxury is. Well, well affordable luxury is kind of city center the, affordable the, luxury. The, the ugly ducklings are today that yes. will be the swans all tomorrow. You spot them, you yes. will ride the swan Yes. All the way to the horizon. You will make good money. Of course. You'll get you very good returns. So you can never knock affordable luxury city center. No, no, I'm not knocking Always that. good. But, but what I'm saying is... Yeah, I I'm get it, I get it. But what I'm saying is, if you want the space as well, and if you, wanna, you want your sort of target market for rentals, or in some years' time, for realization of your, hopefully, decent profits when you sell the property, then the family segment of the Turkish society, which I'm pretty sure Aladdin will have some statistics to collaborate. That. I do. The Kartal Multiper Dragos area is very, very family orientated area. Of course. Majority of dwellers there are families who you know who who want safe homes on safe neighborhoods and sense of space for their gonna, for their families. We, we, we're going to talk about the families, but the reason why, um, particularly, I, did, I mean, if, if, we, if we get back to the, the city center affordable luxury segment, it's um, for investors who feel, who are confident in their investment knows, or savvy investors, they can, you know, see the past and they can see the future when they look at the neighborhood. Okay, because it's all there. People leave their marks there, but there are there, there are other type of investors who who doesn't want to take that type of a risk, whether it's a calculated risk or not. They, they just don't want to. You know what? I mean, let me not make a hundred percent gains rental yield or whatever. I'll be okay with seventy five, but this part of my heart desires this type of an area as well. So I'm willing to sacrifice on the investment Do you know part. what? You actually hit the nail on the head. Um, in my experience, um, low entry-level city center, one and two bedroom small apartments for the hipsters and the young populations of Istanbul, people who tend to go for those as investments, they tend to have more of a strictly rational viewpoint with their investments no emotional attachment to the investment right they they they're looking at figures they're looking at hard facts very rational but in my experience again people who buy in places like Kartal Dragos Maltepe you know they're buying larger homes good sea views they have certainly an investment knows but but there is a noticeable lifestyle and an emotional part to their decision too. Right. An emotional part. And you know what? Having an emotional part to your property purchase decision isn't a bad thing. It's a because at thing. the end of the day, 
you will sell to another fellow human. Right. You will rent to another family. Yes. So if it feels good for you, the chances are it will feel good to a lot of other people too. So I think I think a good investment in real estate is one where you certainly um, have a savvy, rational mind, but you got to be able to have a balancing emotional side to okay. it too. I think that's when you are truly combining what we always say and what we made our slogan as Property Turkey, lifestyle and investment. Right. Because that's the complete picture, really right. and truly. Um, let's, let's go into... Uh, what kind of people live there? If people are going to have an emotional attachment to these properties that they're going to purchase in Kartal and Maltabe, they would very much like to know what kind of people live in there. And I have uh, a you bit have of statistics, statistics there okay. uh, to, to give you. Kartal and Maltepe combined, their, their, their population is roughly about a million. That's, that's a million. big population. It's definitely a big population. Foreign area. O of course. And when you look at the education status of these areas, what is striking us is there is almost 34% university graduates, 25% high school, almost 22% middle school, and 10% um, primary school. So I think the important thing I'm hearing here is that this particular area seems to have a relatively high concentration of higher education. Of course. Is that what you're saying? Of course. And I wouldn't be surprised if you also have the statistics that show that um, the the concentration of couples, married couples, families in this particular area is probably somewhat higher than Istanbul averages. You wouldn't surprise because I showed it to you before the video. So marital That's status. That's why I'm not surprised. <laughs> marital status, 60.5% married, 28.5% single, 6% divorced, 5% widowed, a family area it's a family area and that's where you're banking basically and and here's a statistic that i've never shared oh social socioeconomic status what does that mean b plus oh. okay cameron Degan, talk b to me plus. about that it's b plus what does it mean well b plus is quite a high socioeconomic status to be honest it's like a is the top then you have a minus b plus b B minus, etc. So B plus, as far as I know, indicates higher middle class. Yes. High upper middle class. Upper middle class. Upper middle yes. class. Okay. So people who can afford, people who have disposable income. Of course. Okay. But interestingly, interestingly, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, multiple cartel drug us to some extent relatively speaking, are affordable. They're not necessarily on the top slice or in the top 25, top 30% of the real estate market no, by price. Certainly, certainly they are affordable. Very average, right? They are affordable when you compare it to um, central areas, yes. in, say in Beaumont or Maslak yeah. or by the Bosphorus and etc. Certainly they are affordable. But um, when you compare it to certain outskirts, they may not be as affordable as those outskirts because those homes are A, quality homes. It's um, the, the green area allocation is big and most homes there enjoy CV. So so it's not a dirt chip neighborhood that so we're talking about. So how would you about. compare Kartal in terms of 
prices to say Esenyurt or even Beylikdüzü? I'd say in Kartal you can find comparable prices to Beylikdüzü, although Kartal is a bit more central, a bit better organized and a bit more established neighborhood. Aladdin, when you compare Kartal to Esenyurt or Beylikdüzü even, in my opinion, there's no comparison. In the late 80s... But you're talking about prices though. Not even prices, lifestyle. In the late 80s, of course, um, before you were born, and when I was a teenager, late teenager, um, and I would visit Istanbul, um, Esenyurt Beylikdüzü, I don't think existed in the late 80s. I don't think... Um, there was a place as Esenyurt or Beylikdüzü, or if there was, it would have been just a few streets, just a few dwellings about to start. But, but, if you went to Kartal in the 80s, Kartal was already a well-established municipality. Of course. It had its own municipality. It was already established with the entire infrastructure. So was Maltepe. So what I'm saying is... Um, these areas compared to the European suburbs of Esenyurt, Beylikdüzü, Silivri, um, going further out even, these areas are not only more established, but they are a great deal better organized too. Yes. In terms of the aesthetics, in terms of the demographics, in terms of you know value for money and quality of life. And Yet, prices are, are comparable. comparable. That's what I was saying. So prices are comparable. Prices are comparable. So, so again, one must think here that what do I want? Do I want a pure investment or do I want something? Well, investment doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to return 7% rental yield, 4% rental yield. A, a property itself is an investment. It's, it's, it's going to appreciate over of time. So, so one must really and truly decide what they want exactly from this property. What's the, what's the motivation behind this property? If, it's, if it has lifestyle aspects to it, then I'd say definitely you should look for these types of areas. There's another point I have to make um, to do with, in particular, Kartal. In particular, Qatar. There doesn't seem to be too many stock going around. There doesn't seem to be a, a massive amount of supply in the market. That's in correct. In these areas, from our portfolio, for new builds in particular, to, for new right. builds. If 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 I was to refresh my memory from our portfolio, I wouldn't be able to name any more than ten, twelve projects there i can't even name yes. 10 in Qatar. i can but uh, but so what i'm saying is there seems to be a bit of a uh, limited supply to market in multiple cartel drugs in particular the, the reason for that is a it's an established neighborhood which means that you don't have big available land plots there that you can develop project b is that it's not an urban regeneration area which means that nobody is going in there to knock down old buildings and build up new ones, such as there are Glass. urban regenerations in the area, though. Particular in the particular pockets, yes. yes but it's it, it, it a great in, in in the big picture when you look at Maltepe, Kartal, Drogos. The, these are pretty established areas. Yes. Yes. Yet there there, there are certain neighborhoods that are being yeah. regenerated. It's it's for everyone, but but it's not a case of a Katane. 
It's no, not a case no, of a Fikir Tepe or Ayub that you can go course. up. This is a proper big scale urban regeneration area. I actually think as a company, we should um, pay a lot more attention to this particular area. Right. Because I do think that, um, you know, the area or the bundle is very, very viable. It is. In it terms is. of not just investment, but for those of our clients, potential clients who, you know, are thinking beyond just an investment. Right. I think this particular area is affordable, um, provides very good lifestyle, certainly beautiful views, plenty of green along the promenade in particular, which is very accessible, um, and location is accessible. Very, it's, very it's accessible. So overall, I'd say to you, it's an area that is highly understated. Yes. If you understand what I mean. Why? Understated. Well, I mean, obviously not among Turks, but among among foreign investors, foreign property home buyers, this particular area is only recently coming, to, you know, coming to be considered. Um, one, because the Asian side of Istanbul typically was a bit of a no-go for, for, for foreign investors because, you know, I think we, we, we covered this point before, there appears to be a bit of a mental blockage against the Anatolian or Asian part of Istanbul. Right. When people want to buy property in Istanbul, Istanbul is the European side, whereas in reality, as we, people living in Istanbul, very well know, the Asian side of Istanbul is prettier, tidier, and a great deal more safe for families. Um, so please get rid of this mental blockage and have a very good look at the Asian side of Istanbul for value for money. And in there, besides districts, central districts such as Kadıköy, Üsküdar, Ümraniye, when you go a little bit out towards Maltepe, Dragos, Kartal, you will find excellent value for money. So I very, very strongly recommend that we have a very good look at it ourselves in the first place. And I know that there is a team of us that we now stationed in that very location in order not to leave any stone unturned. Right. We want to make sure we bring to market anything of value and quality in that area. And this is why I'm saying there isn't much stock because they've been looking and they're coming across good projects, decent developments, but nowhere as many as what we would find on the European side. Correct. Which, from an investment viewpoint, is music to my ears because scarcity of supply obviously should mean prices will go up, um, demand versus supply. So... Let's let's have a good look at that area. So let, let, let's cover the Asian side of Istanbul with its pros and cons in in further episodes to come also. Because I think that's the way to go for Istanbul. Cameron Degan, thank you very much. Thank you. Guys, thanks a lot. If you have any suggestions, please leave your comments down below. And also with this WhatsApp number, you can reach us. Thank you very much. See you in the next one.